Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast with me, Juliet Corbett. This is the place we get curious about strategy. If you want to be delivering multiple goals, juggling various stakeholders, and more importantly, feel less exhausted and have more impact, I believe strategy is the way that we can do that. So this week, we are talking about intuition and strategy. This is the second in a three-part series around rest and reset. And I'm intentionally publishing this in August because quite a good proportion of the world is taking some kind of break at this time of year. We've obviously got the Northern Hemisphere summer, and even in the Southern Hemisphere, there's often a break around this kind of time of year. So this is a really good time to be thinking about resting and resetting your approach, your mindset around your style of leadership and your strategy. So this is actually one of the things that I love to talk about because one of the big myths around strategy, I'm on a mission to bust. People assume that strategy is about intellect. It's about lots of analysis, trying to find the right answer to a problem. If we can just think harder, if we can employ our intellect, and if we feel underconfident about that, we feel we need to use a consultant to come in with that level of intellectual capacity to solve the problem and find the right answer. This just isn't true. <laughs> Strategy is about intellect, but it's also about harnessing your intuition. Now, intuition is based on soft skills, your emotional intelligence, your empathy, your compassion, your instinctive response to the fact that you're leading a group of humans through uncertain times, looking for answers about the next step forward. So intuition is the voice that we hear within our head that tells us that something is it's not necessarily right or wrong, but something is worth exploring or not worth exploring. It can't always give you the final answer because we do need to balance our intuition with that intellect and that approach to strategy is important, but we need to find a balance. And when I talk about this, what I often see with with coaching clients when I'm on a call or when I'm talking in a workshop in a, in a conference is people relax when they understand that. I think people have kind of put this aura around strategy of, oh my goodness, I'm now up 
in a in a senior leadership level you know I've been I've been kind of working on my career to get to this level and now I feel underconfident or some people would label that as imposter syndrome or some kind of sense of of intrepidation because now I've got to do strategy no you've in fact you've been using strategy to a greater or lesser extent every day of your professional career and you're using it in your personal life as well let's not label it as something that we need to suddenly do a course on and learn how to use the strategic frameworks. Let's think of it more as a human response to challenge about finding, not necessarily the right answer, but a good answer to take you the next step forward. So this week, I'm going to be talking about the balance of intellect and intuition. Now, I actually recently heard, heard, heard a couple of people talking about soft skills, and actually intuition is one of these soft skills that people talk about. And we're realising within our school sector that these are increasingly important for our pupils. And we need to make sure that we then take that the next step further to understand that this is really important for our leaders as well. And, and don't forget, everybody in your school is a leader. This is not just about hierarchical seniority. Everybody in your school is leading in their area. And these soft skills are critically important. So at the COBIS conference recently, Council of British International Schools I think it was Kai Vatcher, I think, um, apologies if it was someone else, but was talking about soft skills should be relabeled as hard skills because they are the ones that are hard to master. The idea that this is a lifelong process of mastering these soft skills, as they're traditionally called, and that is a hard process and we should kind of honour that difficulty of that process give it the time that it deserves and and the process of understanding how we as humans learn those skills over time and then also I was listening to a podcast episode recently with Seth Godin sort of a big marketing business strategy sort of guru you might have heard of him he talked about soft skills as being should be renamed real skills because these are the ones that really matter and a lot of people have been talking about this in the context of AI recently as well. Well, if AI is going to be doing all this intellectual stuff for us, what it's not very good at is using its intuition, or what it's impossible for it to do is use its intuition to feel its way through a challenge. So if we're increasingly recognising that soft skills are important, I think it's only a small step for us to understand that strategy is about intuition as well as intellect. And I think the the root of this problem, the root of this misunderstanding around strategy is because strategy is complex. It is not always complex, but it's often complex. Often you're dealing with a tricky problem, what, what some academics call a wicked problem, a problem where there's no one right answer. There's often uncertainty, there's ambiguity, there's volatility, we're not necessarily going to be able to find, even with the best intellectual analysis in the world, we can put supercomputers, we can put McKinsey consultants on this problem, they're not necessarily going to come up with the one right answer, because there isn't one. We're looking for a good enough answer. We're looking for the best answer in this moment to take us forward and help us learn more about the challenge we're trying to solve in order to then come back to this in a month or so, a term, a year, reassess it and we'll have learned more about the challenge and we'll be able to get a better answer. It's an iterative process. 
So when we're looking at creating good strategy, the idea of a of a robust strategic process, what we're really looking for is novel insights. Insights which change the way we think about the challenge that we're trying to solve. Now, these insights can come from analysis of data, but these insights do also, and in fact, often come from intuition. And there's evidence to back this up. Now, I did an episode on this topic back in 2021. And I'm going to put a link to that episode. It's called Wise Strategy Using Intuition. And in that episode, I unpack the the evidence that we have specifically connecting intuition and strategic thinking. I'm not going to go through that again this time, but I do recommend going back and listening to it. Interestingly, as I was looking through my podcast stats um, a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that that episode hasn't had as many listens as I was expecting, but I think it's critically important. That was one of the reasons I wanted to, to showcase this topic again this week. And it also connects to the story of what I've been going through for the last couple of months. So I shared last week in part one of this rest and reset series about how I broke my foot back in May and rested for four or five weeks and then slowly built my work back up again. And what happened during that time was that because I'd rested, I had this sudden clarity about both the structure about my business, the way I run my business, and about the way that I talk about strategy and the way that I help people to understand how to unlock their strategic thinking potential. From a completely new perspective, I saw completely new angles on my own accelerators and sticking points, which is a phrase you'll have possibly heard me use before. Critically important to understand those accelerators and sticking points to be strategic in your work. I had a sudden clarity about what my accelerators and sticking points were. And the reason for that is because I calmed down my rest, enforced rest period. I literally had to sit on the sofa for four, five weeks, calmed my thinking. My thoughts just settled. It's almost like the, the, the mud in a jar of muddy water, just all that mud settled to the bottom. And I could see the clarity of the water above it. And I don't want to get too spiritual here, but I could almost hear my inner voice. I meditate occasionally. I have been meditating a little bit more recently. I sometimes do, I sometimes don't. Sometimes it's helpful, sometimes it's not. But it, I could hear that little voice inside me telling me what I needed to do next. Now that sounds a little bit spiritually woo-woo. That's fine. It doesn't matter if it doesn't connect with you, but that's what it felt like to me. And the clarity that I had during that period has given me the confidence to be a bit more bold in what I'm saying and the direction that I'm taking my business. Now, I could, and in fact, probably a couple of years ago, I would have attributed that clarity to my intellect, my ability to sit down and think through the problem and use all of my intellectual capacity to solve it and to find the right answer. That isn't what happened at all. I was sitting on the sofa, listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of audiobooks, and really discovering that my intuition was telling me what was the best thing to do. And the same happens for clients when I'm coaching them as well. Often at the beginning of a call, people are a bit frazzled. There's a lot of stuff on their minds and they get it all out and they talk about it all. And by the end of the session, they're feeling clarity because yes, because I've guided them to think about things in a slightly different way, but actually more importantly than that, their thinking has calmed in a way that they can hear their own intuition. So it's a co-creation, if you like, between their intuition 
and my guidance and, and creating that space, holding that space for them to go through that process. So I am convinced that good strategy is based on intellect and intuition. I believe that the best leaders, even those for whom we might laud them as intellectual behemoths who are very clever and and guiding their organisation in a very clever intellectual way, I believe they are also using their intuition to create that strategy that they're using. So let's name it. Let's not hide it. And I think as well, this often means that we don't necessarily always need all the data. We don't need all the consultants to come in and write the reports and to do all the thinking for us. Sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes we just need someone to guide us, to understand that our intuition can tell us really useful things and to help people to feel that their intuition is valid in that strategic decision-making process. I love hearing your feedback. Does this resonate? Are you listening to this thinking, nope, she's got it all wrong. She's forgotten this one key factor. Please let me know. I'm here to learn alongside you. Or maybe it resonates. Maybe this is giving you a little bit of a different perspective yourself on your abilities to think strategically. And then I'm going to ask you some questions. I would love to hear your answers. Do email me. Do let me know on social media. What is your intuition telling you right now? Think of a challenge that you've got that's occupying your brain that you know you've got to find a solution to. How can you calm your day to help your thoughts just settle a little bit more so that you can hear that intuition and trust it? And actually, that trust is the critical part for me personally. For a number of years, since I started meditating four years ago, kind of mid pandemic, I guess it was three years ago. Um, Not an easy time for many people. Meditation really helped me. What I've discovered is that I can now hear my intuition, but I don't trust it. I have to force myself to trust it. And then it's a process of learning the impact that can have when you do trust your intuition. So are you hearing your intuition? Are you trusting your intuition? Send me a couple of sentences. Let me know what's on your mind and what your intuition is telling me right now. Also reach out to me if you're interested in working together. I've got a couple of leadership and strategy coaching spaces opening up in September. Let me know if you'd like a chat just to see if there might be a fit. Um, That would be really fantastic. I love to speak to anyone who's listening to this podcast. It fills me with joy and recharges me to record the next episode. If this has been interesting, do go back and listen to that other episode that I mentioned before, the wise strategy episode and the links for that and for contacting me all in the episode notes. That's it for this time. I have loved spending this time with you. Thank you for giving your time to listen to this podcast episode. Have a strategic week and I'll speak to you again next time. Bye bye then.